Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Francie. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I am your host, Christina Francie, and today I am thrilled to be interviewing Susan Conley, who has a world of expertise in the global professional service space. With decades of experience in client-focused leadership roles at EA, Anderson, and Accenture, Susan says, Susan says, Wait, some say, excuse me, Susan wears a superhero cape when a client crisis strikes. Her market-proven strategies and solutions have saved a multiple of at-risk clients. Her special expertise is stepping in before a client crisis erupts. As Susan says, being proactive is far more fun and a better way to do business. Susan launched her consulting practice, Rock Biz, to focus on next-level client loyalty. Her upcoming book is titled Your Loyalty Client's Rock, six client conversations sure to advance your relationship and results. Susan Connolly knows the business of relationships and the power of loyalty economics. Susan, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sorry I butchered your intro just a little <laughs> bit, but I'm so excited to have you on to talk about how to rock your biz. For 2023, we really need to help up-level everyone's business, whether you are on social media, whether you have your own business, client loyalty is really important, what we were talking about before um, the episode started. Um, but before we dive into the topic today, can you give the audience a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Thank you, Christina. And I am excited to talk about this topic. And given our conversation before you hit the record button, Audience, if you listen to what you're going to be learning, realize that you can use it at home and at work. All of these skills and strategies and solutions transfer beautifully to personal relationships as well. So I started my career in global accounting firms. I don't do accounting, but I happen to, again, know and love the business of relationships. So I started doing business development for accountants primarily and some attorneys and realized that our human tendency is to go after that new shiny thing and get all this new business in the door and then forget about the longstanding clients who have been loyal. And so it's almost this leaky bucket syndrome that happens. I forget the guy decades ago who came up with that, but you're filling the bucket, but you're unaware that a lot of those clients are leaving out of the bottom of the bucket because they haven't been tended to and engaged with for some time. So uh, I launched out on my own to focus solely on client loyalty because the loyalty economics, as we talked about, Christina, they buy more from you, they recommend you to others, and they advocate for you in the marketplace. So they really become your secondhand marketing department. Yeah. So how did you first become so passionate about this topic of client loyalty? Oh, there's some long all-nighters. I thought all-nighters were associated only with college, but I learned that is not the case. <laughs> and with some of these big firms, we'd have these marquee clients, very important, again, brought everybody in from around the world to gain the client. Years go by and that client hasn't been um, 
pleased or satisfied. And so they put the workout for bid. So then we're going through all these hoops and trying to save our own work. Mm -hmm. So it really became obvious to me of how about if we conquer that monumental challenge of paying attention to existing clients just as much as we do for the new clients and the new pursuits that can be so exciting. It was just too many all-nighters. I thought I got to go help people once we get them in the door. Here's what I love to say, how to keep your great paying clients, loyal staying clients. And that gets me fired up. And I can save people time and money money and energy and all-nighters. Yeah, no, I love that. Client loyalty is so important. But for you, why do you think client loyalty is so vital to the long-term success and growth of a business? Well, I think it does get back to those three and if you want a little smile, the re, the way I remember the three most important benefits, it it's the acronym BRA. <laughs> Loyal clients buy more from you, recommend you to others, and they advocate for you in the marketplace. But here's a statistic too, uh, Christina. It costs six to eight times more to go out and get a new client than it does to sell something additional to an existing client. So again, I don't do numbers well, but I get that. That's some yeah. good economics working on your behalf and for your bottom line. Yeah, no, I'm not a math person either, but <laughs> I like those numbers. But you can get I can that. understand that one. <laughs> so what is the number one driver of overall satisfaction and loyalty? Um, and if you could do only one thing, what would it be? Well, as you read off the subtitle of my book is six conversations sure to advance your client relationships and results. So I love all six, but since you ask the number one, if you're only going to do one, okay, I would recommend the third one. And that is an expectations exchange. And the reason being is if you can do this upfront, it is simply what it says. You're exchanging expectations, exchanging communication protocols, issue resolution. How are you going to handle something if the problem comes up? How are you going to identify gaps and close them as they occur? And here's why, if you're going to do nothing else, do that up front, because it's the number one driver of overall client satisfaction by a ratio of two to one. And oh, wow. again, you and I don't do math or love math, but again, that one's just a no brainer. So, because what it does is it sets up your whole roadmap for your service delivery and your relationship development. So they tell you, and then the other thing too, it's important. Um, a lot of my clients say, well, wait a minute, this sounds like a one-way street. You're just having the client spell out where, you know, their expectations lie and you've got to exceed all of them. Oh no, it's an exchange. So you get to hear each other out, put a plan in place, an action plan. And if you can't meet an expectation, then at least you get to manage it along the way. So there's no surprises in the end. Yeah. You know, something kind of popped in my head because, um, you know, like Kim Kardashian kind of did that new thing. Like when the social media was out is she would ask her followers, like, what products do you like? What colors do you want? And she was very much like, had a leg up because she had like a following and a name, but she used her platform to collect data information so she can create that client-based loyal people and to give the products that most people are looking for. And I thought that that was really brilliant of her to use the platform in that way. And I remember like, you know, her talking about it in an interview 
um, you know, because social media first was coming out when she was kind of coming out. And so it really gave her a leg up. And I think all of the sisters too, to figure out what their fans want, what the audience wants. And that, you know, just reminded me of that client exchange, you know, it's not just them doing the work, but you're doing the work as well and having to collect that information. So it was really great that you brought that up. I think that's a good, great key. Well, and and I love that example too, because everyone can relate to that and how simple it just was a question released out to her audience. And I love to say, uh, read fewer minds, ask more questions. Yeah. Curiosity. Oh, well, you will love this. I love that you said that Albert Einstein's one of my favorite quotes of him is remain curious, stay curious. So -hmm. that's a great word you just used. Yeah. Being curious in in every aspect of your life, whether it's like a conversation with like your spouse, uh, curious about like what your business partner's thinking, curious about like what product you want to do, like just stay open-minded and curious. I always think that's a good, a good thing. Um, So you were talking about like, you know, we have like the six, uh, the most important six client conversations that you can conduct. What is a high level overview of these six important conversations of all six of them? Sure. Uh, One other question, and it reminded me of this question that I love. It's a three-part question when you brought up the Kardashian sisters. (laughs) You could do this with your podcast viewers and listeners with both of your podcasts. And that is, what, especially at the beginning of a year, you know, what would you like us this coming year to start doing, to stop doing and continue doing? Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's a good idea. I do need to do that. I need to up my, my audience loyalty game. <laughs> well, it's just, it, and again, it's, uh, we get so busy and think I do this, think we have to come up with the newest, greatest, fanciest new approach when in fact it can come in the form of a question and your audience oftentimes can give such great insight to what direct if, our direct, you know, direct our future. Yeah. What if you're having a hard time, like getting your audience to like actually engage with you? Because sometimes like, you know, people post something and they ask a question and there's really no feedback or there's like one or two, like, what can someone do to like increase the conversation? Because I think it is hard because everything gets so like muddled in social media um, sometimes. Like, how would you help someone to actually get the engagement that they're looking for? I add value in some way, whether Mm -hmm. that's a content nugget or a free giveaway or, uh, you know, share this, uh, let us know that you shared this and be entered into a drawing. I mean, I think if there's a way to add some value Mm -hmm. uh, and free content along the way or um, special offerings, I think that gets our attention. But yeah, you're right. We're saturated. We are all super, super busy. Yeah. Uh, but anytime you can engage a question or spotlight uh, an audience member in some way uh, and just make people feel important and valued and whatever form that takes. And you might even ask them, you know, um, or take a subset, a focus group of some of your most loyal listeners and say, listen, what is it that causes you to click on this or share this post or whatever it might be? Again, those questions can come right from your audience oftentimes. Perfect. So do all of your skills, strategies, and solutions for business relationships translate over to success in personal relationships? And if so, how? I know you kind of mentioned it a little bit that it could be, you know, used 
um, in both the home and in business. But so how, how can they um, translate over? Well, I should do a little uh, assessment myself and do a statistic. How many of my tools and strategies do translate over? I'm going to take a wild guess and say 95%. Uh, because again, maybe the questions change. So for instance, I love asking clients, um, what is it like? You could ask this of your listeners and viewers. What is it like being on the, uh, what is it like doing business with me? Mm -hmm. that, that's a very brave question to ask. And you, you need to be quick to listen and slow to respond. But what is it like being in my audience? You know, what is the good, the bad? What can I improve upon? Um, but if you take that same question home, it could take the form of, Hey, little junior, what is it like being uh, on the other side of me? You know, what is it like to experience me? What would you like me to start, stop and continue doing? So it's, it might take a little bit of a twist on some of these things you do in the professional world, but with a little bit of a uh, tweak, you can bring them home as well. And one thing I know you have uh, littles. Do you have one or two kids? Two. I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. To, oh, little, little. I knew yeah. they were tinies. Um, but you could even do this, not so much with the tiniest one, but, you know, the expectations exchange that I shared with you. I have been known to bring a flip chart out in the living room with my kids. And I just did it at Christmas. Please let me know what would it take? And I say one thing because I don't I, I want to at least make sure I can do one thing. Mm -hmm. I said to them, what will it take for it to be a great Christmas for you? What's one thing you really want to have happen for it to be a great Christmas? And so I know for sure I can at least knock out that top priority. So that's just how you can take some of these ideas and bring them home with you. No, I love that. So how can people get their hands on this book? My website is rockbizinc, R-I-C-K-B-I-Z-I-N-C.com. And there's everything there. And you had asked about, I got off on a little tangent, but the six areas of oh, client yes. conversation. And again, they're just conversations. We can tend to overcomplicate them, but very quickly, you know, when you win or lose an engagement, get in there and do a debrief. Why did you win? Why did you lose? It helps your go-to-market approach and your market intelligence, what the competition might be doing comes right out. Um, and then a visioning session. This is where you're there just to lis listen and see where this could be your audience too. Where do they want to go? What are their goals for the new year? And then that tells you and informs you how you can stay aligned with them. And then mm -hmm. that visioning session feeds into the expectations exchange. And then there is a mid-project review, or maybe in your case, a mid-year review. And then a if there is a crisis, if a gap has developed and maybe you're not aware of it, uh, a course correction conversation. And that could be a huge crisis situation or just a small gap, but you want to address those gaps while they're small. Uh, as London train signs say, mind the gap so they yeah. don't blow up. And then the last conversation, probably secondly, as a second to the expectations exchange, is measuring how you did at the end, the end of a show, the end of an engagement, the end of a matter, whatever it might be. And you might gain feedback quantitatively, you know, on a scale of one to 10. How did we do with 10 being the best? And qualitatively, you know, some of those relational development type questions that are, are require more of thought and um, can really help direct strengthen, strengthening that relationship in the future. And that's the six. 
Perfect. No, I love that. I know I got to take all these tools and, and apply it to my own life and my personal life and my business life. You know, like you said, we do get so wrapped up and busy that we forget about these important little tools to help us succeed to where we need to go. Um, so it's, I think it's a great reminder and a great starting point. And I think anyone who wants to up-level their, um, who wants to up-level their, their business this year, you know, increase revenue or whatever it is, they would highly benefit from purchasing your book. Um, so do you have any last words for the audience that they could take away? Or do you have any events coming up? Um, any free giveaways or anything like that? See, I didn't follow my own. Oh, there is a free giveaway. Yes. On my uh, homepage, there is a free guidebook. If in fact you do run into a client crisis of any sort, and again, or a crisis at home, it really is a step-by-step -step guide. And it's almost a booklet, really. It's not just a handout of how to restore trust and um, get the forward momentum going again once you did hit a surprise or a client crisis situation. So that's a free download on my homepage. Awesome. Well, Susan, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show. It was such a fruitful conversation. All of Susan's information will be down below in the show notes. So don't be shy, go say hi. And I hope to see you guys all in the next one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.